Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Dennis Duff represents the group 18 for 0. Morning, Dennis. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Good. You see, the thing about nuclear energy is people are afraid of it, Dennis, because we hear, you know, you mention nuclear power and people think Chernobyl, Fukushima, Three Mile Island, wind scale, and they are afraid of it. Oh, absolutely. I can I can understand that. It's a very real fear for people to be to be afraid of something that is you can't see and you've got little experience of. Um, but if, if I could just come back for one second, PJ, to what you were saying earlier about uh, how would you feel if the Irish government decided to look at you know, to to install nuclear energy? Well, we're a long, 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 long way away from that at the moment because the Irish government, in fact, has refused to look at nuclear. It won't even look and see. Is there any chance that maybe it could be useful for us? And we think that's a wrong policy. And that's really what we're at in 18 for Zero. We're not a nuclear lobby group. Um, we're an advocate for, for having a clean, a credible clean energy policy. And we just think that one doesn't exist at the moment. And if it, from listening to, to the news there just a, just a moment ago, you were saying about that there's a chap on a, a TD and he was talking about high energy prices and the possibility that people could die from energy shortage. And this isn't just a remote possibility. There was a severe energy shortage in Texas in the United States in February of this year, which has the most renewable energy concentration of anywhere in the United States. And 200 people died as a result of the energy shortage. So this is a really critical issue that we have reliable and affordable clean energy. And nuclear is a really difficult topic. Nobody wants to discuss nuclear. It, like We prefer not to just let the government go on and and produce their, 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 their programs and just let us have clean, reliable and affordable energy. But it's just not happening that way. Why I'm do not you sure think people listeners... don't want to talk about nuclear? I would suggest to you Chernobyl and the like. They don't want to know about it because they see what happened over there in 1986 and they live in mortal dread and fear that something like that could happen here. Yes, I can. I can understand that. I can understand that certainly. Um, but it's it's partly to do with the fact that it's 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 a difficult topic. It's a long term topic, and we are more programmed as, as individuals to think more short term. But to look at at, at at Chernobyl for a second, it was a dreadful nuclear accident, and it should never have happened. Um, but the, 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 the Chernobyl design was a design that would never be acceptable in the West, and was never right. built like that in the West. And the operation of it could never happen in the West. Right. Um, it's it's a bit like saying, for instance, that uh, we can't have an Irish Sea ferry 
because look at what happened to Titanic. The situation has completely changed with nuclear energy. The, 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 the nuclear energy d- the designers never designed like they did in the Soviet Union anywhere ever again. We never did it like that in the West, and we would never operate like that. But there's been huge improvements in, in, in how the plants are designed and operated ever mm-hmm. since. And also, the secret to new nuclear for Ireland is the fact that much smaller reactors are now becoming available. And it's really, we think, in Ireland's interest to have a look mm. and see... Would it be better to put in some of these rather than go down the current road? Yeah, but we think our policy of just sticking our head in the sand is not really I was talking really to Dr. Paul policy. Dean, an energy researcher, uh, earlier in the week, and yes. I brought up the subject of nuclear with him, and, and he was saying that building a reactor in Ireland is probably too expensive for the size of the economy. Uh, well, not really. Now, I know Paul, and Paul's a really good uh, energy researcher and an excellent communicator. Um, but if you take, for instance, one of the small reactors that they're trying to build in Estonia, which is a European Union nation up in the Baltics, about the same size as Ireland, and they're trying to install uh, a small modular reactor, it'll cost around about 1 billion euros. That's 1,000 million euros, which sounds like a lot. But when you consider that earlier in the year, um, there was a plan announced for offshore wind on the west of Ireland and a hydrogen facility, um, which is going to cost €5 billion. Euros. And the Minister for Energy came on the following day to, to offer his support for it and said that we'll need another 25 of these. So that's €130 billion euros for part of the solution, mm. um, whereby the, the, um, the privately funded small modular reactor is coming in at €1 billion. And, and, and just as a matter of interest, if you have a capital project of 130 billion euros, the maintenance of that are even 1% per year is 1.3 billion just to maintain it. Yeah. And if it's going to last 20 years, you've got a 6 billion euro replacement cost every year. <laughs> that's, that's three children's hospitals just to maintain, just to stay still. Yeah. So energy is, and energy infrastructure is very expensive. Yeah. But our research, and in fact the research that Paul Dean has done, has shown that Electricity prices for the customer are much cheaper when you include a dispatchable low-carbon technology like nuclear rather than just going 100% renewables, which is our current plan. Yeah. 100% renewable is is the ideological best practice, I guess, for, for reducing our carbon. But compared to, say, gas or compared to, say, uh, oil-fired electricity, where does nuclear come in in terms of its emissions and its cleanliness? Oh, well, that's the secret to it, isn't it? But um, we all know coal and peat are filthy and oil is dirty as well. And people call uh, gas uh, a low-carbon transition fuel. But it's nothing like it. In fact, gas is half as dirty in emissions, carbon emissions, as coal, and it's over half the emissions of oil. Now, that means it's lower, so it's a help, but it's not the solution. So that's why even the Irish policy is to go 100% renewables but AirGrid, yesterday we were, on, on, they were talking to the, the Dáil Committee and they said we'll need an extra 2,000 megawatts of new gas generation over and above what we have at the moment by 2030 just to keep the lights on. And although our policy is to try and get 100% renewables eventually, sensible countries like France mm. are deciding the opposite is the, tr- is, is, is the way to go, is to concentrate on dispatchable, low-carbon and safe nuclear energy so, Dennis, I mean, if, 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 gas is, if gas is, and this is my own coining of a phrase, if, if gas is the cleanest of a dirty lot, how yes. does nuclear compare? 
Okay. Well, just to put some figures on it, if you're looking at emissions per unit of electricity, say coal is around 900 units, oil is about 700, gas is nearly 500, and nuclear is about 12. 12? Yes, about the same as wind energy. That's and, pretty uh, close to zero, so, let's face it. Well, that's why it's called a zero emissions technology. Uh, even solar PV is low, is low carbon, but it's like 48 or 50. So nuclear, that's why France and other countries are looking, are installing more and more nuclear, is to achieve a zero carbon society. Back it's, in the it's 60s, shocking, isn't it? Observation made by a caller on the phone here who said back in the 60s, the government did some extensive research into nuclear energy and the overriding fear was that it would somehow get into the hands of of a terrorist and and now isn't that even a more relevant fear than it was back then well look it's 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 a very remote possibility but it's extremely unlikely there's if uh, like how would they get in what would they do with it like what would they do with the fuel? There's, there are much easier ways for terrorists to interfere with society than to make a dirty nuclear bomb. They have never done it. They've never, they've never tried it because it is really, really difficult to do. Uh, it would take almost government level of uh, research and investment. If people got in and stole, you know, spent fuel, for instance, they they wouldn't get far without having not just the security on the backs, but uh, a very high dose of radiation from fresh fuel that would cause them almost certain death within a certain period of time because they'd have to carry it away in their car or their jeep or whatever they were. Yeah. The, the, so other, the other question that will come into people's minds now, and look, we're a long way away from even having a discussion about yeah. it, as you said, but let us put ourselves into the position that we could have maybe one of these little small... Um, generators in the country. We are facing down the barrel of electricity and gas going through the roof price-wise. And that was going to affect an awful lot of people on low incomes and fixed incomes. They're going to struggle through this winter and winters to come. Would bringing nuclear into the market help in that regard? Yes, it absolutely would. Our own research shows that having a proportion of nuclear after 2030 would reduce the wholesale price of electricity by around 40%, rather than going just with a 100% renewable solution. Now, these figures are based on international international data. Now, it, it's our own research, but they're open to scrutiny. Um, and remember, PJ, that the only thing worse than expensive electricity is no electricity. And we're coming painfully short. We have a situation whereby... we. Um, uh, our energy policy appears to be in a little bit of disarray at the moment. In the last few months, we've heard that, oh, we need emergency generation or else you might have shortages. And then shortly afterwards, we say, no, we don't need emergency generation. And then we have a 70% renewable energy program, and I believe it's just been changed, which is really difficult to achieve. And I believe it's now going to be changed to 80%. And it, it appears it's possible if people are just making fig- taking figures out of the air. Um, and like it, 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 it doesn't seem that we have a credible solution as regards how are we actually going to say by the mid 2030s how are we going to power our society in a way that's affordable and reliable energy, mm-hmm. um, and that's clean the enough other, to the, meet the, our emission targets. The other question, I guess, is that we are also being asked to get rid of our petrol and diesel and even our hybrid cars over the next number of years, and for there to be a million. 
a million electric cars on the road by 2030. Now, even if that were possible, and the motor trade itself will tell you that it's not, if you were to plug them all in to charge, you couldn't boil the kettle. So would nuclear be a solution for that? Of course. Because nuclear is the only low-carbon dispatchable power source that's available at the moment. Look, it's not, it's not easy. It won't be easy to, 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 to go nuclear in Ireland and it won't, be, it won't be quick. It will take between 12 and 15 years. But there is no low-carbon solution that's going to be any faster. Right. So it's something that we really have to start looking at now if we're going to have a chance to have the clean energy in 2035 even. And in order to do that, we must drop the law. We must drop the law that bans nuclear because it's ridiculous. It, um, it doesn't stop us using nuclear because we get it through the interconnectors, but it just stops us having using our own nuclear. Okay, okay. The, 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 very predictable questions coming in. Please ask your guest how much it costs to remove and store the spent and used uranium uh, for the 1,000 years of its radioactive life. And another one that says nuclear sounds grand and cheap until you figure in decommissioning and what to do with the waste uh, even the lower waste plants of the future produce proton effect wastes that still need special handling. This will be like plastic. Everyone will be all on board until suddenly it's impossible to get rid of it. Is waste as big an issue as it used to be? Uh, no, uh, in short. Um, well, we know that of all the reasons to object to nuclear energy, waste is the most popular, but is the least valid. Of all power generation technologies, nuclear is the only one that has actually managed to store all of its radioactive waste, all of its waste from start to finish. The cost of managing that waste and disposing of the waste and of decommissioning the power station is built into the price of, of energy from the nuclear power station and it still provides energy that's cheap enough for over 30 countries to think it's a good idea to continue with it. But, but where does it um, go though, Dennis? I mean, well, the, okay. core in, the core in Chernobyl is still hot. like. No. Um, so, the... The waste, um, where does it go? First of all, uranium comes from the ground. It's a metal. So what, we, what they do is they make it into, they, they concentrate it, and when the, when the waste comes out of the nuclear power station, they put it into a, a cooling pond, like a swimming pool, where they leave it for five to ten years until it cools down, until it's safe to be removed and stored in a cask, in a big metal cask, engineered cask, above ground. We could store all of Ireland's nuclear waste for all of our electricity in a building the size of the National Basketball Arena, we know where it is, it's secure, and in all the 60 years plus of nuclear energy waste, not a single person has been harmed or injured from that waste. It is the best waste from any power, from any power source. It sounds odd, but when we look at the details, you say, actually, you know, what I found out, I was down in Carnesaur as well, that, um, down in County Wexford, but what I've found out since that almost everything I thought I knew about, about nuclear and Carnesaur turned out to be wrong. Okay, leave it there for today. Uh, I did want to touch upon it, and thanks for being with us. That's uh, Dennis Duff, who represents a group called 18 for Zero. They're advocating nuclear power for Ireland, which is currently illegal under the law. Courts 96 FM.